two weeks. Uh, oh, I thought that was this coming weekend. Nah, next weekend. What's up, A Clue? <laughs> gotta love that look. <laughs> do, you, do you hear headlights? You there? Hello. <laughs> what? What's going on? I can't hear you guys. Yeah, we fucking figured that. <laughs> what? Now you're muted, you fucking idiot. I, I muted myself by accident. I accidentally clicked it. Hello? We can hear you and your well. I'm in a different well this time. Yeah, I think it's more, more. No, accurately. it's not coming through the mic. That's why. Oh, the audio is not. No. All right, hold on. Yeah, I thought going into a smaller room would help, but apparently it's not. Well, maybe when you actually go through the microphone, it'll sound better. How about now? Yeah, there a it thousand is. Thousand times better. Woo. You can hear us. Yeah, I can hear you fine. You're going to make that little bonus room your uh, man office? I guess. Your pod studio? Yeah, there's really nothing There's really nothing else to do with it, you know, because all the other rooms we have, like, a purpose for, except this one. It's kind of small. It's, like, too small. The for studio, really baby. It might be the yeah, studio. Yeah, you get an official <laughs> studio. What, what yeah. are you sitting on right now? Did you put a desk in there? Yeah, I have a, I have a desk. Um, I got a desk. Uh, I need to get a chair. I'm using Emma's chair. I got to get some stuff still but you gotta do something you gotta put nice some furniture amazon, in there you gotta do something amazon desk or well, dude no. the, ty when i literally tell you this room like i can touch the wall from where i am almost it's like a pantry more than a room yeah well you saw or like a walk-in closet yeah. yeah yeah it's it's really i couldn't fit any other furniture here but i want to put stuff on the walls i got like my celtics and panthers shit that i finally have a home for <laughs> so you just, you just gotta deck. buy like the uh that padding and just I was put thinking, that I was thinking about that to kind of just help with the with the echoing and all. Yeah, for sure. those those noise squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about doing that, but yeah. So this would be my my layer, my man cave. Where, where'd you get a desk? I might have to get a small one for my place, so I don't move this fucking massive stand up desk into my apartment. Amazon, You're getting rid baby. of the stand up desk already? No, I'll put it in storage with the rest of my stuff. Um, that was a just, fucking. Bitch to move. Dude, they're so heavy. They're mm-hmm. like, it, mine is even bigger than Emma's. I'm an idiot and picked a uh, less deep but wider dimensions. Like, those were the two options. Um, so it's going to take up even more space. I could probably fit it like in my bedroom or something, but if yeah. I see a cheap one somewhere else, I may just grab that and put this in storage. So what, what shit are you putting in storage? I put together a Google Sheet this weekend. Um, I Well, my entire house is furnished. So like the only furniture oh. I'm taking is my bed. I'm going to like take my mattress in bed and pretty yeah. much everything else is going in storage. Are you living on the floor that you guys lived in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so what's the plan? You're just going to do that for the summer and then move somewhere after that or what? Uh, yeah. So the plans are up in the air. My, I have leases in place for right after Labor Day. So I have the place oh, okay. through Labor Day. And then by then I either need to find another place to live or go be a nomad somewhere, which is my two options. So it's a really great, just like lead up the suspense to Jared doing nothing and like moving to Providence. This could, (laughs) this could ultimately be the opportunity to get a van. 
I don't think I'm quite ready to dive right into the van life yet. I think I'll start with go like sublet an apartment in a cool place for a couple months and see and do that. And then demote yourself to a van eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe if, I, if I want to do the van life after that, vans are expensive, dude. Like a nice pimped out one is like 50 grand by the time, like all the work is done. I'd, I'd rather put that money towards an investment property than a van. <laughs> That could be your investment property. <laughs> this, is, this is the catch-22 of Mo's entire existence on Earth is... Financial like, responsibility versus adventure. Exactly. Yeah, the, it the, really is. The almost... Uh, I actually can't even make that joke. Um, the like insane practicality in some senses, especially financially, just compared with the childlike reckless abandon yeah. yeah childlike exuberance for adventure <laughs> that's pretty spot on yeah so uh so we'll see i don't know who knows maybe i'll move to dallas for a little while every every player is up in the air tbd yeah just get the van park in the driveway <laughs> yeah you guys have plenty of room in the driveway right <laughs> give me a, give me a water hookup and a power hookup and i'll be good ty, ty opens I up just, I, he opens up the curtains he's mo just like <laughs> Morning, I'm going to have to come into the shower and use the bathroom, but that's no big deal, right? You don't mind. You don't need, you, you have, you just asked for a water hookup. You don't need to come into the house ever. Well, <laughs> ever. A, lot, a lot of them don't have showers. So unless you want to see me oh, butt naked God. showering in your driveway. So what are you going to do? Go to like the places that are like four campers that you're just going to be showering a community cesspool no, most most van lifers are just Disgusting. dirt bags and go like weeks without showering. Sounds awesome. Yeah, that, that's me, the part. I don't. Up. I don't know if I would. Do yeah, well Adam's like, I'm living the van life right now. I'm in. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> or, or they'll literally set up like a hose shower on the outside so they can hose themselves off. But that only that only works during the summer. I'm not taking a cold hose shower in the driveway. So we'll see. TBD. Just I'm excited just for a fun summer. I'm just picturing like families driving by in the neighborhood. They just see this this man just taking a shower in the middle of the driveway. <laughs> Are you going to be a little bit sad that you're not in uh, the pandemic capital of the world or the pandemic attitude capital of the world anymore? If I my sadness was a scale of zero to 100 with 100 being like, I'm going to cry when I leave and zero being like, I'd leave now and break my lease early. I'd probably a five. <laughs> That's a pretty boring answer. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe a 10. It's not getting any more exciting. The more maybe a, fi- a 15, <laughs> no more than a 15. Wait, Wait, they're so they're going to need seal. You are excited to leave or you're not. I'm, you're, I you're am sad. excited to leave. No, no I'm well, not you, sad. On the scale <laughs> you just laid out, you're just you're like gonna be crying. Like no, hundred is me crying. I think hundred is me crying. Yeah, you misinterpreted the scale. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna be sad. The the only things I'll miss, <laughs> I'll miss <laughs> the restaurants. Great food scene up here. Uh, restaurants slash slash breweries. I think the dating pool is gonna be significantly better up here. Much more diverse. Um, and I'll miss being near like my sister and brother-in-law and the kids. That's yeah. pretty much it. Cause now, now it's going to be a haul when you yeah. go up there. Yeah. So whatever. I'm excited. Three weeks started packing things up this past weekend. Back to noobs. Let's go. 
Um, summer, summer of love. What are you doing for the summer, Adam? Are you going to be staying in Newport? Yes, sir. Oh, wait, for like a job? Yeah, no, I thought you were maybe going to decide <laughs> on moving in the next two months. I answered too quickly. No, I'm a, I'm a beach parking attendant at Scarborough. <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> I can't wait to chronicle that on this show. Dude, it's going to be a billion times better than working at Coventry Lumber. I'm doing oh, yeah, right? like 100% less work for the exact same pay. So yeah, there's no doubt. It's going to be a hundred times better than what I'm you not did last be, summer. You did, the last the, two what's summers. The, what's the title again? I mean, I don't know what the title is. I'm just, a, I'm just working at the beach. <laughs> Where specifically? Scarborough South. No, I mean, what area of the beach? The parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beach parking. That's attendant. reason enough for me to come to Rhode Island now and go to Scarborough. Hey, can I'm going to go to the pass. beach. Are you, you going to need like a really good bucket hat to protect you from the sun or will you be under a gazebo? Good question. I have no idea. Hopefully I have some covering, but I have a bucket hat, as you guys know, from my engagement photos <laughs> that. Wait, what? <laughs> well, I have a bucket hat from when I climbed uh, Mount Washington. I have my, my camo white and black bucket hat. Oh, Very yeah. stylish. So I'll be wearing that most likely. Need that I'm protection. Probably gonna, I'm probably going to gain weight this summer. Like yeah, like last yeah, summer, dude, I lost absolutely. Like, yeah, I lost. I was under 200 pounds for the first time in years. This year, I'm probably going to gain like five or six pounds. I'm not going to be. Doing so you're going to sit on your butt, and then we're just going to eat and drink the entire rest of the time. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a very unhealthy summer for me, but I'm all for it. Well, I can't wait. If, to, if anybody can support that lifestyle, it. it's you. Hey, if I can survive Vietnam, it. if I can survive in Vietnam, I can. I can do this. So survive Vietnam. Well, we said that I would be. He, he, I would dude, he, the longest. It's, it's been a couple of days. I mean, he forgets. He, he, he's yeah, an old that's man. way deep in the subconscious. Now I remember. Now yes. that you brought it up, but if I, if I can like, survive what? one of the three major wars in U.S. history, I can. I can survive Scarborough South, even though I've heard that's like the trashy beach. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. I've never actually. I think I've been there once. I think it was to meet. I think I met up with you, Ty, and you were with a bunch of people. That's called white privilege, right there. Yeah, oh, Scarborough South, yeah. the trashy beach. Well, and I'm mean, not sure I've ever been. I'm not sure mom ever took me. <laughs> no, mom, mom took me to Bond, <laughs> where I didn't even spend any time on the beach, and I just ate buffalo chicken tenders and play video games. So, no, ooh, that's what you're gonna end up doing all summer. Your lunches, you're gonna go waddle right up to that concession stand. Oh yeah, order some good old beach concession food. Have some mozzarella sticks and some onion rings, please. Yes, sir. Or get to the usual. Because you're going to be real, like right down the street from Iggy's, right? I could just get clam cakes all summer. And you're going to be eating so much clam cakes and chowder. Yeah. I'd pay so awesome. much money to have Adam me in the shape of a clam cake by the end of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> just a big old fucking clam cake with a bunch of hot chowder and like the 95 degree weather. Yeah, that sounds rough. Yeah. But at least I'm getting paid for it. So I'll take it. Yeah, I'm not working Fridays. Like, like you said, weekends. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. Well, uh, did you have that same arrangement at Lumber? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I sold myself into indentured servitude for the summer, and yeah, did, four did days they ever a week. Hit you up and ask you if you were coming back. No. Then, well, the guy that hired me um, isn't even there anymore. So my uh, my my carbon footprint is is gone at. at Your carbon footprint. <laughs> 
I, I never, I was never there. I was off the books. How how you feeling? Well, the, you feeling better than you did uh, the other night? Oh, way better. Yeah, I have. You been sound better. Guy. Oh some yeah. Serious complaints on on the audio side. Instead yeah. of and your Adams. energy, dude. Your energy Definitely. was low. Like what? It was yeah, like, I mean, I was literally attacked. Like you see, you guys see those commercials with like the giant like pollen monster is like attacking everybody. Like that's literally what happened. I got attacked by the pollen monster. Um, I recovered though, full recovery. Got my meds now. I'm good. Beautiful. What are you taking? Uh, the CVS brand allergy pills or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been taking those like every day for years. So it can't be good for you, but <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I wonder why they don't work. I mean, it worked for me. I, I got no, it for after. Jared. And I've oh, been yeah, I, I've probably taken years. one. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll miss a couple of days here and there when I'm traveling, but I've probably taken every day for three years. Wait, I what? Cancer, dude. I thought you were supposed to. You take was like allergy per- pills every day? I thought you were supposed to, yeah. No. They're meant for just like the allergy, allergy season. season. <laughs> yeah, dude, allergy season hits me all the time, man. Dude, Jesus Christ. Allergy season, man, that, that shit pops up <laughs> everywhere. 12 months a year. Yeah. As soon as there's a 10 degree temperature change, my allergies flare up. That can happen any week in New England. Dude, how did you survive COVID? That's a great question. Um, I worked from home and my human contact <laughs> was quite limited. Thank goodness. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck. Actually, not knock on wood. I haven't been sick in years. It's probably been over two years since I've been sick. There's and no I, way my, that's true, Adam. Since the, There's since no way the, that's true. Since the pandemic of, uh, of 2016, 2017, when the, when the flu uh, ran yeah. through our apartment and Jared literally almost died. When I went out two nights in a row, two weeknights in a row and got the flu from it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just died. I was out of commission for His days. And was like, what the fuck? But yeah, not, knock on wood. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> health, healthy as a uh, clam down here. Healthy as a clam cake. Is it, I was say healthy as a clam cake. That sounds better. All right. Where do we, we start? Well, we, we, we brought up Somerville. We brought up Somerville. Why don't we go with that? Well, I got a couple quick things first. Okay. <laughs> so that was a rhetorical question. There's no point. Where do we start? <laughs> no, I, it, it's actually super quick. But I, I sent you guys them. But um, I mean, a classic one right here. Justin, after Biden's first 100 days in office, the Washington Post shuts down the presidential fact-checking database. All right. Ridiculous. Who needs it? <laughs> I mean, you well, fact check, it, but my God, like, again, like we said, they just don't give a fuck anymore. They're just like, yeah, everybody knows it. Let's just roll. So do we know when that fact checker, quote unquote, was established under Trump? <laughs> no, I, I mean, it was just a joke. I mean, it was oh. so it's, it's been running for four years. And then all of a sudden it's not needed anymore. Yeah, hey, you know what? Ridiculous. Let's close up shop, huh? <laughs> um. And then I guess I guess we can get into it uh, to to Adam's point because I'm not sure if you guys watched, but we have given uh, this guy some credit every every now and again. The Tapster, um, on absolutely, CNN. yeah, tap- he deserves some credit there. Yeah. Tap tap taparoo. You, you guys should be proud. I looked at every link today, every wow. video, every article. I am prepared. So in 47 episodes, you finally 
have yeah we're creeping through. up on 50 boys i know i was looking we've already done early. 50 but there have not been 50 that yeah i feel like we've definitely been doing this for more than a year well, according to Apple over a year, podcast, it's 46, 40, this is for number 47, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Next we'll up, Patreon. special for 50. What are we going to do? Well, doesn't, well, Ooh. doesn't, wait, wait, doesn't that match up with Texas? I no, because no you, Ty, you were in Texas in February. No, no, no. Sorry. I meant our One 50th year episode, our 50th episode. Does that match up when we're in Texas? I wonder. We can make it. I mean, that'd be kind of, I mean, I don't know when we're going to find the time to do it. I'm sure Ty's got stuff planned for us, but I just thought it'd be kind of funny if that would be, it was like our 50th Cow- Cow- cowboy pod. I need like uh, more technology, though, to make that happen. Oh, right, right. I would need we, some sort of like... Mixer. Like, can yeah. we just sit, sit in different rooms? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all here together. <laughs> you can hear, hear our voices in the yeah. background of every mic, but... Um, no, I think like this kind of goes uh, pretty well off of what we were talking about last episode and with the COVID shit and CDC lifting the, um, you know, mask guidance uh, for people that are vaccinated. And uh, the Tapster, uh, who is this he's talking to? I don't know. Um, I mean, she gives a shit answer, but good yeah, question. She says nothing in a minute and 30 Didn't seconds. Didn't she work for Obama's administration? Sure. Vaccinated. I think so. But President Biden doesn't seem to be following that. Uh, He got his shot months ago. He still wears a mask walking outside in public appearances. He still wears a mask indoors with people who are also vaccinated. Former Baltimore Health Commissioner Dr. Lena Wen warns that that could actually discourage people from getting vaccinated. Quote, at best, she says, it makes public health measures seem performative rather than science-based. At worst, it calls vaccine efficacy into question. Should the president start? So, I mean, that's, ex- that's exactly what we talked about last week. Yeah, spot on, right? At, at, mm-hmm. He said it well. At best, it makes this look performative. At worst, it makes people say, all right, then this clearly doesn't work. Right. Like, you no, know, we, we talked about like it doesn't matter like if if you or i want to wear a mask outside because it makes us feel more comfortable then like hey good on you have fun but like the president has a duty to set an example yeah just like he talked about and everybody talked about the whole last year and a half that examples matter and he would preach biden would about how examples matter well set the right fucking example please and don't make people believe that you still need to wear a mask when you're hanging out with other vaccinated people. Like what the fuck is the point to to, to that doctor's note? Like what the fuck was the actual point behind getting the vaccine? If you're like going to subject everybody to still having to wear masks, uh, regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not. And and the other, and the other part, which I found funny. Well, not, not that specifically, but just with this whole conversation, we all remember when that zoom call happened, that, that picture that went viral. Yeah, exactly. Biden with all those world leaders and some like you know, UN meeting or whatever. Yeah. Mer- Merkel and Putin and all these other people and not one of them, there were like 20 people there. Not one of them had a mask on except Joe Biden. Right. And they asked him <laughs> why. And he said, I'm sending a message. 
What so, fucking message you said? The, the message well, is it's science the, doesn't matter. Yeah, science is is not. It's magic, as Jared puts it. You know, it just doesn't make any sense, and I'm not going to abide by abide by it. So yeah, it, it does send a message. It makes us look like idiots. <laughs> um. So I, that was a good segue to like what what was an absolutely wild like few days. I think this probably had happened uh, since we rec- or before we had last recorded, but um, you know, after and maybe we talked about it briefly, but after they you know released the new guidance, the CDC did, um, you know, mayors and local politicians started to lift the outdoor mask mandates, and in certain areas of the country, people pressured them to reinstate the mask mandate outdoors. Insane, dude! Insane. And I think, Jared, you shared an article with us uh, that kind of detailed that happening. Um, you want to set it up for us? I took a bunch of like excerpts from it that I think are yeah. wild. But I, I don't remember if the article um, called out D.C. or if that was from Sagar's radar today. But like what they specifically cited was in D.C. where the mayor. Um, yeah. That was, Followed that was the, Sager. That was okay. the radar. Yeah. 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 But I think it's relevant. Like yeah. the, she followed the CDC guidelines, enacted those. So again, you don't need to wear a mask outside if you're vaccinated or inside if you're around other vaccinated people. Um, the Wokies lose it when she does this. <laughs> Bully her into saying, okay, I was wrong. All regulations are back in place. Um and the, the article, actually, like the few places that they highlighted are right around the greater Boston area. So Somerville, where I live, and then Brookline, um, where it's people just absolutely losing their shit, pardon my French, about oh, yeah. schools schools opening. Thanks for doing that. Um, about not wanting schools to open, and it's white supremacy and white privilege to have schools open continuing to wear masks outside and pretty much just like saying, all right, we don't care about the science. We want to continue to live in these oppressed, I guess, authoritarian times where everything that makes sense is going out the window because we want to wear our COVID soldier badge on our sleeve. Well, what do you think it ultimately comes down to for these people? Why do you think they are digging their heels in and more like wanting to make a statement with some of this stuff. Like, what does it all come down to for you? I guess I would assume it's that like when Trump was in president, like people stood up and were proud to say like, I'm staying at home for the next three months and not hugging my grandmother to like stick it to Trump and to show their virtues, how they're saving lives and you're not. But, but I think a year and a quarter into it, like, can that really still be the the rationale or are these people literally just like losers who are absolutely insane, have no lives and this has become their identity. So now they're so wrapped up in it that they just don't want to give it up. Yeah. So listen to this. This is an excerpt from that article in the Atlantic Uh, for many progressives. Extreme vigilance was in part about opposing Donald Trump. Some of this reaction was born of deeply felt frustration without a handle of pandemic uh, could also be knee jerk. If he said, keep schools open, then, well, we're going to do everything in our power to keep keep schools closed. Monica Gandhi, a professor of medicine at UC San Francisco, told me. Um, 
she uh let's see she describes herself as left of left uh but has alienated uh some of her ideological peers because she has advocated for pol- policies such as uh reopening schools and establishing a clear line for uh ending the mask mandates she said we went in the other way in an extreme way against trump's polit- uh politic- politicization if that's how you say that <laughs> politicization <word>. politicization <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that just like says it point blank, right? It, it, that's what it was. Like it was, you know, it was the right thing to do to not follow what, you know, Trump was saying because he wasn't taking it, you know, as seriously as he needed to be. But now it's become a part of these people's like political identity is and, and are these COVID like restrictions. Not just their political identity, their own self, like, from their opinion, like their self-worth and like their self-value. Like it's, it's they've, yeah, I guess like it comes with your identity. Like they see themselves as good people because they're doing this. Yeah. They like they, the people in these places are saying we're evil, like white supremacist Republicans. If we don't wear our masks outside. Despite being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's, it's gone so far as like they don't care what the CDC says now. No, which is hilarious. Right. That all it's been about is trust the science, trust the science. And now I don't care about the science. It's hilarious. Yeah, it says uh, even as scientific knowledge of COVID-19 has increased, some progressives have continued to embrace policies and behaviors that aren't supported by uh, evidence, such as banning access to playgrounds, closing beaches, and refusing to reopen schools. Like, yeah. that is a real thing. That's fucking happening. I, I should. I mentioned Google and I forgot, but the article made it seem like Somerville Public Schools are still not in person. That's what. That's how I interpreted it, too. Which is insane if that's true. Yeah, because the high school used to be right across from where my old apartment. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. When I've driven by there, looked. I'll Google it and see now. The, the, and, and, this, in a lot of ways, this has become part of the culture war that we're in the middle of. Is this yeah. whole, like abiding by these made-up mask rules that that they're coming up with that don't go along with the CDC? It's just right along with that. the political dividing line between the left and the right between good and evil in their eyes uh, to keep wearing these masks, sometimes two masks, even when you're outside, even when the CDC has already said you don't need to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so bizarre to see like the tides turn and, and like see people that like Jared said, I mean, they're, they have like signs outside their house Let's say follow the science mm-hmm. and like they're yet refusing to accept loosening of restrictions, despite it being based on like literal scientific evidence. And it's not surprising because if you think about like these crazy liberal people, everything they supposedly stand for BLM, um, cultural race theory, or what's not, what's the word? Not cultural race theory. Critical. What? critical race theory, um, transgendered rights, like all of those things deep down are kind of like going against, you can't say the science wrong, but against the facts. 
like all of them kind of prioritize ideology and wanting to feel oppressed and throw yourselves a pity party over science, logic, and facts. And this is just more of the same. It's I can continue to make myself feel oppressed and say, woe is me. And they're doing it. I, I Yeah, but do you think it's that? Do you think it's a woe is me thing? Or do you think, I think like for I, some I, people? I think it's just more of like a political virtue signal. Like, yeah, it's your way of you. saying like, I'm Democrat. Like, mm-hmm. I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I, and I think it's not everywhere, obviously. No. Right. I mean, it's not like, you know, this is like an epidemic of, you know, things happening throughout the country where they're pushing back. But, you know, it's in these hyper like liberal areas of the country. And it's like as, yeah. as that becomes a little bit more normal and a little bit more progressive uh, or rather accepted year after year, like that cultural aspect of liberalism, you know, which, you know, we and a lot of people hate is. Yeah, gonna, despise. We despise right. it. I, I was thinking this earlier um, today, and I think if you would have asked me a year ago as I was proudly championing my buddy Bernie Sanders, hmm. I would have said I'm socially liberal, um, fiscally conservative is how I would have identified myself. In a, in a year, maybe a little more than a year, that term has totally changed. Now, if you were to describe yourself as socially liberal, like I would literally say, okay, you're crazy. <laughs> like I, I, it's made me fully I, I, yeah, distance myself saying, but- from because a a few years ago socially liberal was i support gay marriage right i support um bettering our um black communities that have high crime etc i support legalization of marijuana less incarceration those are all arguments i could proudly get behind now when you think of what would be considered liberal it's none of those those are all mainstream neocon neo what's the other neo um from the matrix I think, so neoliberal did you already say ne- that? yeah neoliberal yeah neocon yeah. neoliberal like, like that's smack dab in the middle and now what's considered liberal is all these crazy little crazy person thoughts it's to me it's on par with and it's the louder voice right now um the delirium of QAnon. yeah yeah, it's a cult. They had a segment on the rise. It's a cult. It totally it. is. Like, it's yeah. a cult. It's a religion. It's a, it's any of those things. It, yeah. It's ju- it's just like um, conservatism can be sometimes, where people just yeah. get oh, yeah. blinded by like these, like we talked about uh, before, where it's like you just like assume things as being truths because someone told them to you, and yeah, like that's how you base, you know, everything you talk about and see and feel. I mean, it's just such a. Do you, do you, I don't think, do you think a lot of people are like that though on either side? We would say no, right? I would no, say, no, I, I don't think a, it's a lot. I would say it's a minority. I mean, like, I, I think liberal can still mean a lot of the things that you said, Mo, like the things that you would support. I just think that we're hearing from the most vocal part of the left, and it happens to be the batshit crazy part. Well, and like, don't you think, too, part of it, I guess, is that, you know, in this cultural, uh, ideological awakening for the left. It's one where you can't really speak out and even say, like, I'm neutral. No, like, you, can't. you don't have to come out and say it's horseshit or bullshit. If you just 
even if you don't say anything, you can now be labeled as mm-hmm. an opposition too, as a right? white supremacist. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's maybe why it's a little bit more like uncomfortable and like frightening and why it feels like, you know, that's the only voice you hear is because you're not allowed to say anything otherwise. No. How did, how did we get here? Like where did these pseudoscience opinions start? It was probably with the transgender movement, right? Transgendered rights and the, all the genders and, and all of that. Yeah. I mean, you go down a slippery slope. I mean, I'm not saying transgender people aren't real, but I don't think that. Um, well, I, I don't think that. I don't fake. think we. I don't think we thought you were going. Well, out. I just wanted to clarify when Ty said slippery slope. <laughs> like I, I was referring more to the like now there's all these new genders like we're cisgendered males and like right. Well, that's um, where that where you're saying yeah because that stuff's more based in just theory. Yeah. Not right. It, Like, I guess I'm trying to think, was there anything before that that kind of like started this academia led like pseudoscience cult? Can you guys think of anything? I think I I think it's hard to pinpoint an exact time. I don't think it was anything like it is now, even if it was something went from that to obviously like BLM being such a big thing over the last few years and critical race I mean, that's, theory. That's really, I mean, the last year it, it has just. It's exploded. Exploded. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah. lot of things have branched off of that particular movement. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. you can't, I was, I was thinking about it um, this morning. Like there, there almost is, unless you like turn off the TV, turn off your phone and like sit in your house there's nowhere you can go where you won't see that ideology right being pervade whether you turn on your phone right and whether it's people talking about it um or stories that are recommended to you right you see it if you turn on the television you see corporate advertisements yeah about it right you go outside if i drive through the city there's billboards about it Drive by Fenway. Fenway's got a billboard on both sides, the mass bike and one downtown that says Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So it's like it's become to the point where it's everywhere you go. Yeah. Sure. Like, I, I'd be interested to hear someone say, like, hey, it's, it's been a year since we've been talking uh, and doing a lot of talking. Like, has anything changed? Not even has anything changed. Have you guys done anything to dr- help drive change? Sure, that too. It's a great right? question. Yeah. Other than change the name of the Redskins. Right. Like right. We, are, we are no further along from around the, the, the murder of George Floyd than we are now. Like realistically, like what change has actually been made? I, mean, I know people will continue to be out there in droves for protests and rallies and post things and like post a black picture or screen on Instagram and, and they, they, you know, they, you know, wipe their hands. Like I'm good. I did something, but realistically what has actually changed? Like there hasn't been anything like, I think of like a civil rights movement type, yeah, like civil rights act of 64 voting rights act of 65, something like along those lines, that's like a monumental legislative change. 
really nothing has happened. Well, because in my head, I see it as two distinctly different groups of people. The civil rights movement was led well, by I'm, the. I'm not. I'm not comparing. I'm just saying that like there's a significant point in time where you could say, okay, here's when change started to happen. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I guess my point is, I these wokies are not the people who are going to drive change. They don't care enough to. But like Actually, the, the, re- the change they're driving is in fact having the exact opposite effect. Yeah. Where I, I think like oh, crime skyrocketing. Whenever there's skyrocketing. been a pivotal moment in American culture where things have changed, and obviously I don't know this guy wasn't there for any of them, but women's rights, um, gay rights, uh, civil rights, it's always been the oppressed leading this movement fighting for change. Mm-hmm. Right now, this is not that at all. It's it's liberal the, white women. It's li- it's liberal white people who go to brunch and live in two thousand plus dollar a month apartments, making the noise, and that's it. And doing th- and making words like Latinx. When if you talk to any <laughs> any Latino person, they're like, "What does that like, even what mean? The hell yeah, is like, that? What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, so like, so that's why nothing's going to change. Yeah, it's but it's that elitist like you know culture shifting mentality to bring it back to the COVID thing that just emboldens them, and it's be and because it be, has become political, and because of Trump, now everything's just able to be framed as you know. I do everything. I uh, will do whatever it takes to oppose republicanism and conservatism. Yeah. Like, you know, I will make any symbolic gesture. I don't care how, right. You know, uh, minor or major it is. Wait, which brings us back to that central point being fully vaccinated and still, still wearing masks. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm going to stick it to like the, you know, conservatives who complain about mass mandates, I want them here because it's politically the right thing to do. That'll show them. The only, I guess, silver lining of like these crazy people is they do seem to live in bubbles for the most part. Like, yeah, right. Bay Definitely. Area, Portland. That's why we Boston. don't see it spread across the whole country. This, um, yeah, like e- even know, in fact. Rhode Island, like I-, I think my experience of like, running by people who have masks on will go from 90% to 5%. The 5% people who are posting about fundraisers for Indian COVID for transgendered people, like those yeah. people, right? right? Well, I've even seen the difference just compared to like the east side of Providence, like Blackstone Oh yeah, east, east side is pretty much Boston light. Yeah, so you go around there. I mean, like I go, you know, we go for runs or walks or over there on that nice walking area. And I would say out of every 10 people I saw, like seven of them had masks on and just being around Newport the last couple of weeks, I'm not, I'm barely seeing any. And, yeah, and, like, the, and the ones that are wearing masks are not elderly, but they're older, probably like a little older than our parents or, or pretty close to that. But very few, very few at all are, are wearing masks. Like which if, is great. if I were somewhere where I was fully vaccinated and there was a mask mandate in place, I would absolutely defy that. Like I was going to ask you guys because I don't know what do they ticket you? What I don't understand. That's what they said they were going to do last year. I never saw anybody I've, actually get ticketed. I've yet to hear of anybody get penalized for something like that. Co- cops aren't going to enforce that. Shit. I will. They don't I care. would absolutely not wear a mask outside, especially if I'm fully vaccinated. 
Well, what, what it oh, is going to do is force anybody who's somewhat logical to say, get me the hell out of this city, like me. Like, <laughs> like Somerville, that's like, that's all big, right, guys, you're a, you're, you're a cool city, but like, Cardiff Town this isn't, this isn't for me, man. Yeah, this isn't for me. Rumor you, has you, you, should, uh, you, you should note zap it and just write a nice letter for the people of Somerville, post it on your social media so they know why. Hey, I got invited to uh, next door for my neighborhood so I could post it on next door and people are always perfect commenting there about lost cats and loud bangs <laughs> at night. I'm sure they'll be wondering, hey guys, where the hell is this guy? <laughs> Taking my think? talents down to Newport. The, the <laughs> only person who will probably say, oh, where did that guy go is my old man, Portuguese neighbor, who every time I'd go out and grill, he would just come out and talk to me the entire time. No and wonder fresh, where I went. Fresh veggies. Oh, you, those veggies. I'll miss those. And then you Adam, get them. a garden going, buddy. I, don't, I need some fresh veg this summer. I don't have any gardens over here. I got a, I got a yard. Yeah, you can create a garden. That's a point. I don't, <laughs> I think, I, I don't, think, I don't think I have the power to create a garden back there. But How, we, how about Jared just shit. demanding that people grow food for him? Yeah. Fuck off. You can get your <laughs> own food. Grow me my produce <laughs> and feed me grapes. Hey, Newport's going to be the center of the universe now. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it, was, it was Somerville. And now it's here. So I don't know Let's what I don't want, I don't know what the gravitational pull is, but he's moving. My gravitational pull? It's Center the, the size of a size of a bean. <laughs> um hey, what do you think about that uh that Biden clip? How, oh, uh, that's that great. A, that's been a pretty uh pervasive topic for us is the vaccine patents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't out. realize you sent me that today when I sent the same link, same exact oh, clip yeah. to you guys. Um, and I think it recently came out that like, there is no support for lifting the patents, uh, on these vaccines, which is just absolutely fucking over countries like India who are just getting ravaged right now. Dude, right. So you, you guys know, I have all my Indian buddies I work with. So like, I talk to them multiple times a week and like, they're terrified They're They've all gotten their families vaccinated. Um, cause they pretty much said like, Hey, as long as you can like pay for your vaccine they said it was like six us dollars like there's plenty available but it's for all the poor people who can't afford that they're like dude it's like nothing we've ever seen before like things changed over a month from india was back open things were good everybody was back in the office to now four hundred thousand people a day getting covid that's insane yeah it's fucked scary scary shit have you guys seen the stuff with uh, Bill Gates? Not, not the, not the divorce. You know, rest in peace to that. I didn't even realize he was married. I guess I just kind of assumed he was. But um, you ever heard of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? I didn't. I honestly didn't know that was the name of the foundation. I just yeah, that, that's <laughs> Bill where Gates. All, all their philanthropy is through. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw the. It was like I think a week ago. Um, Crystal had um had a segment on Bill Gates, and he was interviewed. Uh, regarding uh, possibly lifting lifting this this patent to you know share the IP for the vaccine, I think at the Johnson and Johnson one or or one of the others, and this reporter I think from from uh, England had asked like you know do do you think that this would be possible and should be done? And he just gave a flat out no, and he pretty much said that the reason why, which Crystal like he dis- she disputed all of it. 
um, and had evidence to back it up, saying that there are in, in developing countries the factories to to, to produce mass produce these vaccines don't exist. And she literally total posted. BS. She posted like three articles, one from the uh, from the AP, saying like there's like three in like Bangladesh that are all like brand new equipment that are operating at like a yeah. quarter of the capacity right now, doing what they just possibly can. And they'd be able, and I think there's one in Canada or something like that. I Dude, think there's, there's drug manufacturing facilities way more in third world countries than there are in the U S way right. more. Right. So it, it just, you know, it's just another example. And, and I don't, I don't think Bill Gates is, 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 uh, has bad intentions. I, I do think he wants to help people. Like, I, I don't think he's a bad person. Well, but he made all his fucking money because he was protected by a patent. So I'm sure he, well, yeah, but I'm not saying for a reason, I'm not going to say he's a shithead, but I mean, he clearly is just protecting himself, his money and the pockets of other millionaires and billionaires that would be affected if that, you know, IP was released and generic versions of the vaccine are produced, which would lower the price. So, um, yeah. What do you guys think about Bill Gates? Do you trust him? He's kind of a weird dude. Regarding medical stuff? Yeah, yeah, I guess like... No, no. That's fucking stupid. The medical, humanitarian, like this kind of character he's turned himself into over the last decade is a total 180 from the Steve Jobs-esque sociopath who made billions building Microsoft from the ground up. Like, how do you do such a 180 and now you're like holier than thou all about serving? I mean, they uh, they did a segment about it on Rising where it was like, we need to stop like just saying that one person, because they're successful in one vertical or one area and they've made billions that they'll automatically be experts in another field. Yeah. Like, you know, I think all the things he does are great, like in terms of his uh, philanthropy and and all that and the, you know, investments and, uh, you know, people he makes, I'm sure, everywhere. But like, I don't, especially with like the COVID-19 stuff, it's like, dude, who the fuck are you? You're like the... The former CEO of Microsoft, or, or he developed like, Windows ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but like, why? Why would anyone fucking listen to you, or why does anyone fucking care what you have to say? And did you guys hear like some of the really weird things he's been up to? Like he was bought some insane amount of farmland in the U.S. Where now he's like the fourth largest farmland owner in America. Damn. No, I did so, not know that. So people are like, you know, all the conspiracy theories are always flying around with Bill Gates. They're like, what is this like super villain actually up to? I don't know. He's a little sketchy for me. Do you, do you think part of it is that like the, the left has just risen Bill Gates up to be like this, this COVID czar? Not, not, not like Fauci because Fauci actually has like a medical background, like a legitimate one. Do you think it's partly because people have risen bill gates up like the ladder in terms of people or i mean i I don't i haven't followed bill gates that much until honestly like the pandemic shit started but like i don't know if bill gates is out there like preaching and saying like i i know more about this than 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 you guys than than, like doctors and stuff do do you think it's because people have put him up to that level yeah i don't know that he's necessarily injected himself into the spotlight but 
Well, He's, most of his philanthropy work has been around infectious disease and preventing malaria and other stuff right. in third world countries. He was involved in the AIDS uh, outbreak yeah. in Africa and stuff. Yeah. So, and, and, and I, I haven't watched it, but I guess he released a TED talk like six or seven years ago saying like a really bad pandemic is coming. We need to be prepared and we oh, didn't yeah. do anything he said in the TED talk and we weren't prepared. So I think that's kind of how he became relevant to this conversation. Probably because he had inside knowledge about that fucking lab. <laughs> yeah, him and Jeffrey Epstein were just making deals in Wuhan. Yeah. Well, and, and so like we, we talk about all this and I, I, I didn't play the clip, but I'll, I'll play it now because it's like, you know, you especially, Jared, having talked to people in, you know, India or, you know, you talk to people in India every day. And it's like, this guy has the power to buy some yep. sort of executive order right to be able to lift those patents and this was on the campaign trail his answer to the question if the u.s discovers a vaccine first will you commit to sharing that technology with other countries and will you ensure there are no patents to stand in the way of other countries and companies mass producing those life-saving vaccines absolutely positively this is the only humane thing in the world to do Pretty unequivocal. Um, Still waiting now, on that, Joe. Where is the media to hold this president accountable? That's the million-dollar question. I mean, That's you would their see job. that run on a fucking loop for months. He if, Trump if the, would have been foot. literally called a murderer by making this decision, and nobody's even acknowledging. Like press release, like Biden should have to answer to some of this stuff. You yeah. make a decision. You got to deal with the repercussions. Not, not unless the media makes him. Unfortunately, has, has he had one moment where he's actually answered questions from the press? I feel like Trump was on TV every day answering questions from the press because he well, loved he, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Biden told me the other day, I don't have to pay taxes anymore. Oh, what? that was fucking classic. <laughs> I missed you, it. What you, happened? Didn't, you didn't see the news. So if you make under four hundred grand, you don't have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> yeah. How awesome would that so be? We're good. Yeah. So we're all set. Um, but, oh, what the fuck? I, I forgot. What I was. Oh, no. The thing I was going to say, um, I think the liberal media hasn't called them out on it yet because they're too busy covering Rudy, Rudy Giuliani, Russiagate point, like 3.0. So that, that could be I mean, still going, still yeah, going but strong. Here's my problem with this is, hey, you don't have AirPods. I was going to say, you don't have AirPods anymore for your microphone. So when you stand up and walk around, we can't fucking hear you. Sorry. <laughs> um, I was just closing my blinds. The, like the thing about this though is like I bet you this shit isn't even coming up on right-wing media. Because they're all yeah. about fucking corporate America too, so they're not going to rail against no, them. I mean, I you're, see, you're, like, pro- you're probably right. Not. I can see someone yeah. like Tucker cuz he doesn't give a fuck like you know doing something about that, but I, I bet you they're they're not hammering Biden over this at all. And like th- this is like classic exactly the kind of things we talk about is this is the actual shit that has life and death consequences. Guys, I just went on Fox News website. You literally couldn't even guess what like the top five articles are right now. I want to see what it looks like. Is it something to do with Trump? First article, Trump launches new communications platform months after Twitter, Facebook ban. Other primetime um, banner exclusive Caitlyn Jenner interview tomorrow, 9 p.m. And then the exclusive clips below that are to, to the left. 
the five react to Biden's cradle to grave socialism plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other articles are Chauvin's lawyer wants conviction tossed amid juror BLM t-shirt uproar. Gates took cozy getaways with his ex-girlfriend during his marriage. Patron draws handgun as armed BLM protesters swarm restaurant and woman missing for five months tracked down in surprising spot. Like, is this TMZ or is this Fox News? That's what we should be talking about. Those are the stories that matter. Like, talk about feeding the culture war. Yeah. They're leaving layups on the table right there. Yeah. I mean, that was that's awesome though. Like Biden's cradle to grave socialism plan. Like, dude, that like Jerry Callahan believes like that Biden's a socialist. These people are so naive. I don't just so need to read their history and figure out what socialism actually is. It is so fucking need to get their head out of their butt and realize that the Republicans don't care about them either. Unless you're a billionaire or a corporation, nobody in DC cares about you. Oh, and it's like, you know, Jerry, like you're upset because Biden's spending money. It's like, dude, fucking deficit ballooned under your boy. The, <laughs> like, it was the you know biggest it had ever fucking, been under Trump. Right. You know how much those fucking tax cuts cost, Jerry? Those aren't free, brother. Massive spending increases to the military and massive tax cuts to corporations and rich people. Doesn't exactly that doesn't help our seem deficit. Like a, yeah, that doesn't seem like a good use of money. If we're going to spend money on anything, I'd much rather have it actually go to people's pockets than back to the military industrial complex. Um, yeah, right, it's, it's, we, uh... it's criminal that no, no journalists are trying to hold Biden accountable when there's video evidence of him saying this is the only humane thing to do. Yeah, it's beyond fucked up. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I just happened to stumble upon it and thought it was uh, interesting. And it kind of just is a, is a good segue off of... Um, some of the crazy like ideology talk we just you know uh, wrapped up so did you guys see that the video about the the professor and the kid get you know going back and forth about oh yeah i, like I saw it yeah so I, i'm gonna play that and you know i think it kind of speaks to you know and, and what's interesting is like i i can't even imagine this happening in at at school like at college like when i think about my experience at college and i don't know if you guys feel differently but like, I think it's changed so much. Again, just like we talk about, maybe in the last year, I feel like everybody's just emboldened to have what they feel is like the right take. And now this is like, okay, to be taught like two kids in classrooms and how that's kind of manifested itself um, in these two clips here. So this is, it doesn't tell me like where it is, but this is a uh, student talking to a professor about how, the police should be viewed and whether we should like look up to police or not. You brought up the police in your speech a few times. Um, so what is your, like, what is your main concern? Since, I mean, no. honestly, the whole reason police, I mean, it, it, it is systemic. The issue is systemic because the whole reason we have police departments in the first place? Where did it stem from? What's our history? Going back to what Jeremy was talking about, what, where it was, what does it stem from? It stems from people in the South wanting to capture runaway slaves. Maybe they shouldn't be heroes. Maybe they don't belong on a kid's show. Uh, so I disagree with the what Jeremy, Jeremy said about it because uh, I think cops are heroes and they have to have a difficult job, but we have to have All of them? Life. 
Oh, I, I, not, I mean, I'd say uh, a good majority of them. You have bad people in every business and every yeah, part. Yeah. Well, wait, a wait, lot wait, of wait, police wait. officers have committed atrocious crimes and have gotten away with it and have never been convicted of any of it. It's a teacher, dude. And, and I hate for the person who has family members who are police officers. Yes, I, I, I understand. Um, and this is what I believe. This is my opinion. And this is, you know, not popular to say, but uh, I do support our police. And we have bad people and the people that do bad things should be brought to justice. I agree with that. But I think that I uh, say I'm saying it again. They haven't. Well, I agree with you on that point of they should, right? Okay, so, what is and your bottom line point? You're saying police officers should be revered, viewed as heroes. They I, go I long on TV shows with children. That's I think they are that. heroes in a sense because they come to your need and they come and help you, and they have a problem just like every other business. But we should fix that. But I think they're, they're heroes. Well, I think that's the problem. It's looking at it as a business because they're actually supposed to protect. Uh, and I think serve. cops are heroes, and they have to. <laughs> so, you imagine hearing that exchange in a fucking classroom setting. Good, good for that kid for keeping his cool and like keeping himself yeah, calm and composed. Yeah, yeah, because she was cutting him. She was acting like a, a teenager, like changing yeah. her argument, like yeah. Adam when he's drunk. Like she was in a, <laughs> she was in a full like whatever she could come up with to prove this kid wrong. Right. What a right. loser. And, and so like they're let me say this. The only right answer to that question is what that kid said of our cops heroes. That's the only right answer to that question. I, nothing else. There's no other. All, all, answer. Of, the, all, all of them. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> there's no other answer to that question that is based in any sense of reality. Right. And so it's like, okay. So like you can any situation, you can always apply this is like, okay. so if this woman's child is about to get murdered and is saved by a police officer, do you think her opinion changes? Do you think she looks at that cop and says, like, you're not a hero, like you murder people? She looks at him like that other video calling him a racist Mexican and he wishes he was white. That was fucking awful to hear honestly like how does that woman like how does anybody say like so do we not think people that serve in the military are like heroes either or people that go into burning buildings and put out fires in our homes some of them die yeah how are those people not like why shouldn't we revere them and like the kid makes a good point like he everyone should support holding those people accountable that fuck up and you know in in some cases have blood on their own hands like yeah. th- those two things are not mutually exclusive they can oh, exist. totally agree and the, like the, it's the sad common... that we're being taught that that's not possible anymore like kids are yeah. actually being taught that in school that that's the common thread now i wouldn't lump public school systems in with this, but the common thread with all these topics is they're all tied to academia. They're all tied to these people who create these ideologies where everything they associate themselves with is theory-based. Like if you think of somebody who's a college professor, they're elitist. So like I worked with these people at Tulip, all PhD, MIT grads. They look down at everybody else, but none of them have ever done anything in their life outside of a classroom. 
Nope. Right? So they just the, get like degree after degree after degree. And then if they become full-time professors, everything they do for their entire career is based on theory and thesis. Right. None of it's ever real. So these people have come up with these theories, which I'm all for academia. Academia should be about challenging ideas and thinking about new ways to think about problems. Which is the exact opposite of what's happening in this case. We just Somehow that's the wire that got crossed. These people, I don't know if it's our generation because we've been told we're always right and we can be anything we want in this world. But like at some point, these people have thought their theories are the only thing that matters. And it's, it's tied to Bay Area. It's tied to the Boston area. Dude, it's, it's tied to all of these examples. It's the same thing that gets tied to racism itself as bias affirmation. Yeah. Like uh, when social media came around and, you know, media became bigger and bigger. Like everybody's bias was able to just be affirmed every single fucking day. So all they saw was their own bubble. Totally. When all you see is your own bubble and you're seeing smart people like affirm your own beliefs and say the same things you're saying, it becomes fact. Yeah. And when all those people, like you said, are elitist in the sense that they're some of the most educated, some of the most wealthy, like they then set the terms for everybody else. Yeah. And this is where, to your point, a wire has crossed. And it's like some, something broke in the concept of what makes academia great. Because I'm glad you brought it up and said it in that way because I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. But you're right. Like that is one of the most prominent roles of, you know, study and academia, right? And research is to challenge the status quo, you know, but it, it's become the exact opposite. It's yeah. become abide by the status quo, what we've said is the status quo, or you'll be cast out of polite society. Quite literally. It's crazy. But like, like it that, is. I honest I honestly think that lady, like if I'm her boss and I see her acting like that to a student, cutting off the student, not letting him finish his thoughts, telling him he's wrong on his opinion, I'm thinking, you are not somebody who should be an educator. Right? Like, no. I'd fire. No. I mean, from our local educator here, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, I mean, the, the job of a teacher is supposed to, you know, allow students to speak their mind. And, you know, you can alter alternative views, but you shouldn't, you know, bury uh, your, 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 your students' opinions because it doesn't abide or uh, go in line with your own. I also think too, and, and I, I'm glad you said that, you know, public schools are a little different. And I, I agree because when it comes to colleges, I mean, I think that there's a different mentality when it comes to yeah. professors. I think it's mm-hmm. less about teaching, not, not for all of them, not for all of them, but I think when it comes to professors, it's, it's a, for some of them, it's a, le- it's a little less about teaching and more about just being able to grandstand. And, and like, it's just yeah. fractured and it's more individualistic. Like yeah, professors are kind of on their own. Yeah. Like there's no really... like curriculum. There's yeah. no like you can do whatever you, can kind of you teach want. Whatever you, literally, want. you can literally do whatever you want. And I obviously have never taught in a college before, but I think that's kind of the, a, a well-known fact that, you know, professors for the most part are paid to kind of just, you know, Hey, like we, we trust you as an educator, just go for it and make yeah. sure that the kids have a thesis paper to write or, you know, not even I, I was in a class where the guy was so fucking lazy. He just said, 
All right, we're just going to do a group project like the entire year. Like that's all this class is. Just get together in a group, check in, submit some online homework every once in a while. You only got to submit it once for every four people. And then like, we'll, we'll give you a grade at the end. Yeah, like that I is... Got, I got fucked then because I got the 35 page thesis teacher at the end. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah, you can do whatever you want as a professor. Right. But I think... What's harmful and what people don't talk about, or what the media won't highlight, unless you know you're fucking Fox News because it's going to be convenient for you. But um, like this is what happens when that kind of attitude takes hold of the higher institutions in our society. Is the biases affirmed to the point where they feel like they can pretty much do whatever they want? So. Yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing me? You are me? correct. I pulled you over because... Because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? <laughs> it's at my home. I'm just taking my son Makes to me. Do you have a, Do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? I, I already did. He's on his way. Darren. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? Not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was. I can. I wasn't. Doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have? And you have that you picture? scared me and made me think you were gonna murder me. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're. That's not just a feeling. You're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me? Sure. Dave? Thank you. And I'm perfectly legal, and I'm a teacher. Go there. Congratulations. Ooh, we gotta teach. Where is the, uh, I think it's like towards the end. It comes, are, are, like yeah, the very the end. Yeah. Thing. yeah, it's towards the end. And racist, what is that? Okay, okay. You're jealous. All you need is just is your signature. He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Here you go, ma'am. Sign inside for the red box. A, right for him being a Mexican racist, what is that name? Gas. Sign the citation, ma'am. Here you go, Mexican racist. You're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. Have a good day. You want to be white. Have a good day. I hope that lady loses her job and loses everything. There's no room for people like that in this world. But th today's society, you would, you're not going to get fired for that. You're not going to get let go for that. You should. You know you won't. If it were the other way around, you fucking bet your ass you would. <laughs> yeah, that was just like disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, literally disgusting. I'm uh, ashamed to share a profession with her, for sure. In, in the words, <laughs> in the words of for the teachers of the world. Yeah, not a good look for the teachers at all. No. Do you guys um, remember the uh, season one of Survivor? Like in the finale where that redneck lady was like, if I saw you on the side of the road, 
dying of thirst and I had a water, <laughs> I would leave you there to die. No. That's how I feel about that lady. Jesus Christ. Which season? Like 38? Season one, dude. That was the OG season. That was the OG season. She, I don't she said that. it to the late the girl that wasn't Richard Hatch. I say all I remember is Richard Hatch winning, and that's it. Naked gay Richard Hatch from Portsmouth, Rhode Island, or Middletown, wherever he was. Really? I think it was yeah, Newport. Dude. Maybe it was Newport. It was somewhere yeah, on the island. Some, somewhere on the island, yeah. And then the bozo didn't pay taxes on winning Survivor and went to jail for it. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular show in the history of America. He won it, didn't pay taxes. Legend. Such a legend. Um. All right. Should we do the uh, base camp story? Am I missing yeah. anything else? Let's head to base camp. Adam? Head to base camp. So first off, I don't even know what base camp does. <laughs> so let's start first there. Off, I don't, I don't I really know no either. fucking clue who this Can is. Can someone tell me what base camp is? There's some tech company. Yeah. Okay. It's like a, I assumed um, it was some tech company. It's the same thing as Slack. So it's like a platform. Okay. That, yeah. Like, project companies. management and team communication. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. So um, basically there's this company I've never heard of called Basecamp and they had a meeting and, and Ty, you can jump in at any point. Well, they were super woke. This so they, they've kind of been known very woke. Yeah. Like as, as like super woke, like up until very, very recently. Right. So they were having a meeting uh, regarding some list that was brought up by some committee, a woke committee, essentially. Well, I'm, I'm going to start here because the story actually starts probably like a week or two ago. When, because I had mentioned right historically, the, the company's pretty woke, and the owners came out and like put out a statement that said like, okay, like the culture that's become this company is like no longer. We're going back to basics. Um, so they, they in their post they had three main uh, bullet points. One. No more societal and political discussions in our company base camp account. Two, no more paternalistic benefits. Um, and I, that, that means like they, they used to offer a fitness benefit, wellness allowance, farmer's market share, and continuing education. Um, and then no more committees. Uh, they said for nearly all of our 21 years of existence, uh, we were proudly uh, committee free. Um, and you know, now it's just become overwhelmed with bureaucracy with all these internal committees and um, them trying to, you know, fight against what the company's doing. So, you know, that goes out and they catch a ton of shit online and in the media. And then they have the meeting. Uh, the, the Zoom meeting. Yeah. So... And I believe there was like a list of names or something that was like meant to be like, not like a joke, but something got brought up by that committee that you talked about that was disbanded. Um, so that was one little part. And then on the Zoom meeting, um, uh, I got my notes here. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, essentially, they, they there was a, an interaction between like one of the higher ups, one of the execs and like some other employee because this guy pretty much said that um, I strongly disagree that we live in like a white supremacist culture, like something like that along those lines came up and he gave his reasoning behind it. And the other guy that was on there, like his higher up 
is like, okay, thanks. And then they're about to move on. And then another employee, uh, an African-American employee engages him pretty much saying, you need to denounce white supremacy right now. And he doesn't. He's just like, nope, like that's not what I was saying. I tried to explain. And eventually it led to several employees just like quitting on the spot. And that guy who didn't denounce white supremacy on the Zoom meeting, what like was told to resign essentially like a couple of days later. Yeah. So um, he said, I'll, I'll provide some context here. So the guy is like basically their uh, like chief product officer, like a pretty like high up guy in the company. Um, uh, let's see. He, so this is what he said. He said, I strongly disagree. We live in a white supremacist culture. I do not believe in a lot of the framing around implicit bias. I think a lot of this is actually racist. What he's talking about is them referencing like, which I think we've might've talked about before, but the anti-defamation league has like a pyramid of hate. Yeah. Right? Didn't we talk about this? And it's like, so that, that's what he's referencing there. Um, and he said, very often, if you express a dissenting view, you get called a Nazi. He said, I've not felt this uh, is open territory for discussion. Uh, if we were to try to get into it as a group discussion, it would be very painful and divisive. And then the CEO of the company, that's when he said, thank you. And someone said, like, this is white supremacy because he was able to say that. And then you just say, thank you. Right. Um, and one of the employees responded to him and said, you said white supremacy doesn't exist. That's a factual lie. It's not true. To which Singer responded, I said we have different ways of framing it. If you want to debate whether it exists anywhere, then yeah. But not here at this company and not with the people I associate with. And he said, it exists right now. This is what the employee says to this high-ranking person at the company. It exists right now. This is fucking bullshit. You are being ridiculous. <laughs> And the guy responds and says, I don't accept that framing. It's not productive to argue further. I don't want to argue. He said, this is uh, what makes political uh, discussion so difficult. And then you had this excerpt from the article. It was in that exchange that several employees decided to quit base camp. Two employees told me that they had found themselves crying and screaming at the screen. And then an hour after the meeting ended, uh, Freed posted uh, a note saying that Singer, that guy, has been suspended pending an investigation and that the company was bringing out outside help to address the situation. There's a lot to unpack there. What a fucking nightmare. That's so let's start, from you, the, let's start from the let's start from the top. What do you what do you think of like a company which is like this is the first time we've really seen it like a company that was like very progressive, very like for lack of a better word woke, and something changed. They finally they realized that hey, this is like actually really toxic and detrimental to our like, or at company. least it's un, it's unproductive, right? It's nothing but yeah. a distraction. Exactly. And it's not like yeah. conducive to a healthy work environment yeah. to be, for people to be having these type of discussions. Um, so like, what do you think about that and how they went about it? I kind of, 
I understand why they thought it was a good idea. Um, I don't think it's possible to separate those things in today's modern work environment, especially with our generation making up more and more of the workforce. But I also kind of like saw where the employees were coming from with some of these authoritarian, like asshole startup co-founders. Like it's exactly how, like, that's why I said, brought me back to Tulip. Like that's exactly how things were at Tulip, where if you disagreed with anything, like the leadership team said, you were pretty much fired. Like I know multiple people who would like be the outspoken older than me salespeople who like gave feedback or like, Hey, we're, this isn't okay. Like nothing about politics about like work stuff, both were fired like two weeks later. So I, I saw them like, I should say, I agree and feel for them to say like, all right, it's kind of bullshit. This guy can just say like, our opinions don't matter with this stuff. Um, so I, I think it's nuanced. Like, I don't think you can separate those things in the modern work environment. But do you think he do you think he meant to say, or do you think he meant the opinions of the employees don't matter? Or do you think he just said we shouldn't be having this kind of talk like in the middle of a work meeting? I, well, it's, it had been a thing for what they said, like 10 years that chat that like brought up the whole topic, the chat about like um, names, making fun of people. So I, I guess I could see how they would interpret it as like out of nowhere, the guy just like shuts it down and says like, you can't do this anymore. Yeah, I, I guess, I mean. I don't think he had bad intentions by doing it, but you also kind of need to know your audience. Right. I mean, like, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, you know, it's a, like, like Ty said, it's, it's known as a very, very progressive company. It's been that way for, like you said, for a while. Um, when all of a sudden you say, Hey, we're going to be less progressive. Um, I would imagine, you know, like people quote unquote screaming and crying, um, into the screen. I I guess, I guess he kind of should have seen some kind of reaction like that coming. Um, but I also think like in a general work environment and maybe it's just, maybe it's just the environment I work in. Like there's, there's very little political talk, if any, um, between like me and other teachers, um, and I don't know what it's like at, at Schneider when you guys were in the office. Seems like an eternity ago, but um, I don't know. I feel like as a worker, like, nobody really talks politics at work. Which again, no. I, I would be surprised if you said you guys did because I feel but, like but, that's but what, pretty general. What, what I was thinking of wasn't political talk, but I was thinking of like all these. Um, they had all those critical race theory like webinars last year, right? Where they hired some third party company and all that. They came in and presented. It's like if somebody were to outspokenly say, hey, guys, can we keep politics out of all out of work and like just kind of ignore this person would have been ostracized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I they mean, did it at Schneider. We had the big LGBT. That's what I'm referring wall. to at Schneider. OK. Yeah. 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 If someone like, spoke out against that, you mean? Yeah. And so, like, I get it. But like, let's focus on work and what matters. Like that person would have been. Literally turned into a leper for good or bad reasons though for bad reasons they would be looked at as i can't believe this person like I, spoke I'm out sa- against but this. i'm saying to you is that a good thing or a bad thing which part so now so now like, put yourself would it be you just good talked that about, this guy yeah, yeah you just talked be about this guy said in the employee shoes right right and how you're like yeah. okay i can kind of understand like maybe how you would react if you were in that situation okay well now put yourself in these guys shoes where the train was on the tracks and 
it was rolling to the point where they were like, okay, this is like unhealthy. So how do you stop that train once it gets rolling? Yeah. In that situation, I think I would have to side with the CEO with the boss. I feel like as a worker or like a regular employee, I feel like people got to realize like you do kind of give up some rights when you're, when you're in the workplace, like you, you shouldn't totally able- do. It's so, called an employee at will. That's well, like, it, it clearly didn't sound like it was happening at this company. It seemed like they can just, it was like they were in their living room or on Twitter, just yeah. instead yeah. of typing tweets, they were just spewing their thoughts to everybody on that chat. But like, you, you give up rights when you go to work. I mean, from the nine to five or eight to six, whatever time period you're working in, you shouldn't be able to make it like a, a, a political forum whenever you choose. Like you said, it's not productive. It's not conducive to like a, a working environment. All right. That's not what the company pays you for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No one's saying you this can't have a an job. opinion. <laughs> there are, there's a time and place that doesn't seem like the time or place to be you know, and, and just to use the example that you gave Jared and Ty, like the, the critical race theory meetings and stuff like that, where, where employees are just chatting about it, like, like on the company's dime, like that's yeah. not why you were hired. You were hired to do the communication tech, whatever the hell they do. Um, so, I mean, th- there's a time and place that doesn't seem like the time or place to be doing that stuff. And, can, and can you guys me, imagine, I want to ask that- you this. I'm interested. Do you actually think, because we, we talk about things that are, you know, we'll say a lot like, ah, you know, it doesn't bother me, like whatever. But, you know, if we're going to talk about things that actually make a difference, like, do you think having that LGBTQ wall in Schneider Electric, did that yeah, another good example. make a change in a positive direction for people's feelings about that community in that office? Zero percent. It's just more theater. Okay. Well, I feel the same way. So I think uh, you would have had this, what, the people who put it up, who proudly showed it off to everybody and said, this is right. And you're the wrong. only people who cares about it. <laughs> and then everybody else walked by and rolled their eyes and didn't think about it again. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, even if uh, you support all that shit, like, which I, I pretty much walked by and was like, yeah, like kind of like I, I just said, right. I don't, I don't have a problem with this, but it, it's kind of weird that like, I, like walk by this every single day at work. I felt the like, same way. Like this is like, whether I agree with it or not, like this, is, what does this have to do with work? Yeah. But like, I think a more manageable or a better message to promote diversity or whatever they were trying to talk about would be like, all right, at Schneider, we think all employees should be treated fairly and are making a stride to make sure no employee will be discriminated based on their gender, race, or sexual identity. Boom. Message. Get it. Agree. Like not being told there are 16 different genders. Which was Here the, are the, like, literally it filled up an entire. Wall. Yeah. It, it had like a, a myth and truth section. So it's pretty much saying everything we've always been told is a myth. And these are all the truths. It was some. It was some culty stuff. Everything you thought before is wrong. Right. And, and this is all right. Board is it's correct. Just, it's the same yeah. thing as the ACLU tweeting out that is a fact that oh, transgender that. <laughs> biological males do not have a physical advantage over biological. <laughs> we got to start working with these facts that these people use. Just it's incredible our own reality. Just like we'll one have our own week. fact checker. We'll have our own you know right. set of facts. Mm-hmm. But could you guys imagine like 
<laughs> ever having that strong of a reaction to the white supremacy comments on that conference call where you started crying? No, that's what I mean. Like, I think like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I shouldn't say I feel bad for them because I'm sure it's, it is something they're passionate about, but like, man, like what, what's going on in your head that you're this fixated on this? Like life is short. That's like, like a perfect example. Like, I mean, obviously we know all human beings are a little different, but like, I feel like I'm a different species than that person or those yeah. people that were crying and screaming into, into their zoom call. Like I can't um, fathom where their headspace is at that point in time. So like I, the same know- people that went into the coloring uh, stations in college campuses when Trump won the election, the same people <laughs> What were the coloring stations. Yeah, I don't remember that, that Michigan university had a room and like hours blocked off for coloring. To like cope, kids cope with the, feel the, better. The Trump. I'm not. That was. It happened everywhere. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I. I agree. I just can't imagine having that strong of a response one way or another. For like that guy did not say those words to be remotely controversial. No. It, it was. Just, if if probably... anything, he was trying to be dismissive of like guys. Like they said, we're making this a bigger deal than it is. Well, so, and that's like my next kind of thing is, okay, so this is the first example of what we've seen of a company who like kind of was all in on that stuff um, and then reverse course and it's been disastrous. Yeah. So what we always talk about on this show, like, hey, where do we see things finally turning around or, you know, the conversation changing? Is it? ever going to be able to change if the same people who are the loudest always have social media and you know everything like that and this that narrative is constantly amplified like and well, within academia within hollywood within government give an example of that what was the first thing all those people did when they resigned tweeted it yeah like could you would you ever tweet that you resigned from your company for uh, like differences? Nope. Uh, no. 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 no, no. Never. I'll uh, I'll give you some examples here. I've officially resigned uh, from my position at Basecamp. I'll need some time off, as most people do between jobs. <laughs> DMs are DMs are open. Um, given the recent changes at Basecamp, I've decided to leave my job as head of design. This guy was probably getting paid. Oh and yeah. Like, all- What's better? the high I'll get from all these likes and retweets or my fucking $250,000 a year salary. Let's get those retweets. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, no, what did this other person say? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've resigned as head of customer support at Basecamp. I'm four months pregnant. So I'm going to take some time off to build this baby and hang out with my brilliant spouse. <laughs> I've left, but I've left Basecamp due to recent changes in policies. I've been doing product design there for seven years. The last three years, I did this and that and that. Please reach out to me for job opportunities. Talk about said, a sense it, of entitlement. It's like, it's like yeah, a badge of honor that these people yeah. quit, quit their job. And, and just feeling entitled, let the job offer stroll in yeah, so I can review yeah, them. Exactly. Any headhunters like, out there, I'm open for business. These people are wild. 
like how do you how do you stop it something like that from happening i i don't i don't think you can in those no. in those bubbles of silicon valley led by academia those are the same people that worked at tulip man people from mit all borderline autistic on the spectrum spent their whole life in academia being told this is wrong and this is right. And like that becomes a company culture. It's a and company multiply- of fuzzies. Yeah. It's a, fuzzy was by far one of the nicest libs at the office. For every fuzzy, there was people who were like him who just walked around with their nose up at everybody else. Mm. But like you multiply tulip times a thousand for all the companies in Silicon Valley, then that suddenly turns into the whole demographic of the area. Like, what do you think it's going to look like for our kids? Like going through school and. I think college is, is going to be way less of a thing for our kids. Cause that'll be in 20 years. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a right. long way away. At least. Yeah. I think it's going to be <laughs> way less of a thing for our kids. than it was for our generation. 50, 50 for Mo. <laughs> it's that's, if I have a kid 30 years from now at wait, no. <laughs> yeah. I can see you being so, a guy, like the 50 year old dad. 60? He's graduating college know. and you're in a wheelchair. Give up on van life and settle down at 60. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Late bloomer. But um, I, don't, I don't remember what podcast it was. on. I don't think it was Rogan, but somebody was talking about like, I think in like the eighties, when you gra- were about to graduate high school, like you talk to your guidance counselor and they're like, all right, like, what do you want to do after this? And like, get a job. Okay, great. Like, here are some good companies in the area, some trades, et cetera. And then at one point, things just like shifted in the 90s to, okay, let's get you ready for college. And that was the talk with everybody in every public high school in America. And I think the pendulum is going to start shifting the other way, like embrace the trades. Okay, so what embrace- does that mean for the conversation we're talking about right now? We were talking about what's it going to be like in college. So I was just saying, I think college is going to be way less of a thing. Right. So, in it, but in other senses of just whether they go to college or not, like, do you, re- do you, like, do we envision it being a different experience for our kids than it was with us? I think you'd have to say yes. I mean, a lot, a I mean, lot it, has changed in a year. I can only imagine what it, things will look like in 15 to 20. If it carries this momentum of what's happened in the last year for 20 more years, we will literally be living in 1984. Well, even if it doesn't carry into like 15, 20 years from now, just, I don't know, shit's going to change. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be a lot different for, for our kids, but. Our kids may go to college in Ready Player One style, like augmented reality. Let's be real. Dude, your kids definitely will. Like we said, <laughs> hey, if it's not 60 grand a year, I'm, I'm all for it. Um. All right, you want to get woke, and then we'll do a little uh, music. Yeah. And now that I finally got it. I finally music. figured it out. I got a quick uh, stay woke seven and some quick hitters. Um, some you that done this in a while. No, no, the the trial. We had some busy players. episodes. No wonder yeah. we've been so fucking hate filled and <laughs> anti liberal these last. Because we haven't episodes. been getting our dose of wokeness, man. Give it to me. All right. First on the woke hot seat is emojis. Emojis. So um, there is this tweet. From this person. Oh, where is it? Uh oh. Oh, Rusty. we found it. Rusty. Here we go. So, uh, Moderna Mopra at Call Me Mopra tweeted this <laughs> earlier today. I pu- that's her real name. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maternal. <laughs> Earlier today, I, I publicly questioned a white woman about her public use of a brown skin emoji. She chose to DM me after, for whatever reason. Here is what I said, because it's important in my opinion. I also linked this article about digital blackface, which we've heard about before. So here's what she said. Emojis where skin color can be chosen are interpreted to be a representation of the user. By you using a brown skin face emoji for, for tweet with your own words, the understanding is that it's meant to be you. I know there are only so many options, but using one with a different bar color is different than using one with a different skin tone. There's also the original all yellow one. And then um, Medina Mo uh, Mopra blocked this person actually right after that. So I don't know. Nothing really came of that. So just be careful of the emojis you guys use. I don't want you guys to get in trouble. I, I always use the uh, darkest one. <laughs> <laughs> darkest night. Um, next on the hot seat is bedrooms. Okay. So this, um, the Toronto regional real estate board's president decided to replace the term master for master bedroom with primary bedroom when describing the largest that. house, because the word master quote only refers to racism, slavery, and sexism, nothing else. So <laughs> I wonder why they call it a, master's degree <laughs> Ooh, yeah they're not going to be okay with that being referred to as a primary degree yeah right <laughs> this one i think is one of my favorites of all time um it might be recency bias but next in the hot seats weddings so uh this person uh who's i guess about to get married tweets this no offense to my husband but there's all caps no way our wedding will be the best day of my life my COVID anniversary will always be more important. <laughs> what? what? My COVID anniversary will always be more. I think her, her vaccine day, when she got the fucking vaccine, that's going to be <laughs> the most important day. I, I, I don't know when I read that at first. I just got such a kick out of that. It's like, like <laughs> it just goes along with that culture. Like the culture war. Do you, thing. Do you think like, she's serious? I don't know if half these people are serious. It's not my job to vet that. There's no fact-checking <laughs> branch of somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Throw that through right, the fact-checker. <laughs> and the last one is um, the term obese. Don't use the oh, term obese anymore. Been, that's been on the hot seat. Well, it's on the hot chart seat for, already. It's on the, for a different reason. Because the term obese is a slur. It's violent. It's dehumanizing. And worst of all, it's anti-black. I don't know how that's the case. I was going to say, I can at least try to understand what they're saying until the race thing. Yeah. It's kind of racist. Race kind of goes into everything. And then this, this one's not really a tweet. I'd say you're right. It does suck being fat. Yeah. I can lose some weight. And this last one, I mean, you guys can't see it. It's just a picture of a fat, like really fat girl holding up a sign that says fat acceptance equals decolonization. So um, what does these, that people, even mean? <laughs> these people are some of the smartest people they know big time. And that's it. That's all I got. Whew. Man. Hey, um, right. speaking of losing weight, do you guys know who action Bronson is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the show fuck that's delicious. Yeah. I watch it, but yeah. Oh, dude, it's awesome. But that's not what I'm saying. He lost like 150 pounds and he's jacked oh, now. Really? Action Bronson did. Yeah. I don't I don't like that. 
Let me see he's if I can as, try and find a picture of it. He's not as lovable anymore. I know, but he um he was massive, dude. Like the guy from Remember the Titans. He's like he's a different that was, being. I had no idea that's who that guy was until they brought it up today. <laughs> they were shown before after pictures on Rogan and they showed him and remember the Titans like you don't even look like the same human. He's been that skinny for a little while. Yeah, I guess I just haven't seen him in the news at all. Neither have I. All right. Everybody uh share your screen. Well, we can only share one at a time, right? No, we can do it all at the same time. You Ooh. just got a advanced and music or computer sound only. S- starting screen share will stop. Yeah, we can only share one at a time. Sound share. Do you want to continue? Right, so if I stop mine. Well, just you go first if you have it shared. You just go first? I know. I just want to make sure it works. I just want to make sure all it right. works. So you're, you're not sharing it anymore? No. All right. I'll do it now. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I already did it. Not even nope. Oh fuck! I didn't click everything else. All right, Jared wins. Not in yet. <laughs> Wait, so Ty, once you hit share screen, you hit what after that? Uh, you go to advanced, then you go to music or computer sound only. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, Jared, all right, I'll uh, do a little. Um, let me do a test. This isn't going to be my actual song. This will be the first video that comes up on YouTube. PFF NFL pod- <laughs> Hi there, welcome to podcast draft grades. I'm Dr. Nate Favini. Can you hear it? Medical lead here at Forward, and I'm excited to be giving you a tour of our location. <laughs> okay, yes, First it works. Thing you're going to notice about the location. It works. These are the sponsored ads I get from Basecamp. <laughs> it sounded like it. It was a, it was about Forward's doctor's offices. They know I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> All right. So same premise. I buy up first yeah, since I got this. Sharing. God. Okay. Um, so ten seconds, right? Oh my god. Yeah. Ten, yeah. Uh, so th- this seconds. one, the first ten seconds is literally silence. Um, so I'm gonna start it at fifteen seconds and then give you another ten seconds. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Uh, it's OAR. Ty, do you have a guess? No. Some, uh, there's something about my religion. Something. Not OAR. Not OAR? Fuck. No, a different acronym. Do we need 10 more seconds? The song is losing yeah. my losing, losing my religion. My religion. Um, yeah. By REO. <laughs> <No. laughs> Some other acronym. And the guy's voice. REM. Oh. All right. Love love that yeah. song. Thanks. <laughs> Go. Ah! Ooh. <laughs> Hold on, blow my little. Something is started playing accidentally. All right, round two. All right, so zero points for everybody. Oh, um, oh, I, I, know, I think. <laughs> Dude, is this a song? That's the part I wanted you guys to hear. Yeah, I've never heard the intro of that before. 
Yeah. Uh, the gorillas. Yeah. Something about sunshine. I don't know the actual name of the song. Wow, what a shit song. What a shit band. <laughs> you know that Finally, song, right? Terrible. Um, name of the song is Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. This is a super popular song. No, no, I, this I, video I has four hundred sixty-two million plays. No, like I knew, I knew it was the gorillas right away. I, just, I never would have guessed the lyrics uh, or the uh, t- song title. All right, All right this one should, this one should be easier. One point, I got nothing. Yep. Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Yeah, that was a two points. Nailed it. I thought we were waiting for the end. Ty broke the rules. Definitely. That was cool. It kind of played Every... in surround sound. It played in one ear and then the other ear and was going back and forth. What What are you doing? I mean, let me try it again. <laughs> Did I mean? Are you just discovering that headphones have that ability? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I never noticed that before. As a white man, you have to know this song. I think that's like, you kind of just have to know. White man anthem. All right, those are my three songs. I love those Barstool videos when it's like a big ass party of just a bunch of white people. And there's like the one black guy. It's just like looking around. (laughs) As everybody's screaming. Jealousy. All right, stop sharing so Adam can jump in. I think you just got to start sharing and it boots me off. Uh, never mind. I'm good. All right. So that advance music and sound or music or computer sound only share. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. Hey, so can we, if we know it right away, we, we have to wait. No. Yeah. Cause we both need a chance to say it. Yeah. I, I, I thought we had to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, how are you going to get points though? What if we, both know it and then one person has to say it first how you gonna know if the other person all right fine okay <laughs> that's fine <laughs> all right go and... oh that was an ad oh yeah Absolutely no idea. Zero idea. Give us a, give us ten more seconds. Well, all right, it's gonna give it away. But this was a top one hundred in in the nineties. What was it? I know the song. I have no idea who it is or what the name of the song is. Well, the lyric, the name of the song was right in there. So it's uh, Do You Realize by the Flaming Lips. What? Never even <laughs> heard of that song in my entire really? life. Never heard that? I thought I've that- definitely heard the song, but I didn't, I didn't know it off the top of my head. All right. No points. Boo. All right. This one I would imagine you guys probably would have heard. At some I hope point. so. There might be an ad. Nope, there's not. Uh, Britney Spears. Uh, 
toxic. Nice. There you go. Pretty Was it toxic? Yeah. One and one. There we go. Nice job. All right. Here we go. There's another one. Um, there we go. Oh, I love this song. I don't know the name or who sings it, but man, I love this song. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, um. Oh, I know her voice. Oh. Fleetwood Mac? No. Not, not Fleetwood Mac. Um. Oh, she's she was grudge '90s chick singer. <laughs> Ty, you want to guess while Jared? I could barely even hear the song to be honest with you. It kind of had a weird. Really? I think it's because yeah. I said something. Yeah. So Jared, shut up and let's hear it again quickly. All right. I just just the part where she comes in and sings. Yeah, so yeah. I'll rewind like just a few seconds. Nothing. Jan- Janis Joplin? No. no. I, I don't know who it is. Um, makes, oh, sorry. You got to guess. If it, if, yeah, if it makes you better is the name of the song. Nope. <laughs> Close. Hey, no, keep in wasn't. mind. Keep in mind. Jared said, quote, I love this song. <laughs> I do love that song. So it's close, Jared. If it makes you happy by Sheryl Crow. Oh, that's oh, not who I was thinking. Not like her at all. Crow. I was thinking it was somebody grungier. No, no grunginess. Cheryl Crow had some bangers. Yeah, definitely. All right, how do I not share? The middle of your screen, the top, there should be a red stop share button. Mm, oh, there it is. Got it. All right, tie her up. So Ty's got three points. I've got one. How many do you have? Uno. Okay. What's the score? So this Ty's you have three. three. Jared and I each have one. Let's go. So, so we have a chance to beat you here. Who won last time? I don't even know. <laughs> or you guys couldn't hear the music, right? Yeah, it was yeah. one of the worst I think, I think last time done. we should just throw out because that, that okay. was, it was a shit show. Okay. Um, I, got, I got three seconds of an ad here. Hold on. I know this song. Yeah. Superman. Kryptonite. Bye. Matchbox 20. <laughs> <laughs> ten, do- ten doors down. Ten doors down. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's three doors down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name ten of the song? Down. Superman or Kryptonite? I was a little too far up the building. <laughs> Oh my god! What was the name of the song? Kryptonite. Oh fuck yeah! So I get a point on that. Yeah, Adam does not get a point for ten doors (laughs) down. (laughs) You just keep combining band names. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my heart's racing. This is great. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut the poor and stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. 
This is how you remind me. Bye. Creed. I don't want to say I, I know. I don't want to say Nickelback. It's not Nickelback. I've been not the Goo Goo Dolls, right? No, it's not Goo Goo Dolls. This is know. how you remind, remind me, me of who I really am. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound like the guy from Nickelback. A little bit, yeah. Anybody Who is it? A fucking answer. Nickelback. Oh, oh Nickelback. so do I get a point for no. that? <laughs> So my first immediate, it's not Nickelback. It was right. What was the song? It's How You Remind Me. I said, this is how you remind me. That's That's fucking close enough. not exactly the name of the song, though. I get a half a point. Fine. Okay. I still lose. Doesn't matter. I'm still losing. So So three, two, one and a half. (laughs) And I can't get any points. I'm... I'm done though. No, no so I, I can tie you here. I, I should get a half point for saying it's not Nickelback because I knew Nickelback <laughs> and saying it sounds exactly like the guy from Nickelback. <laughs> Why does it sound? I know it's not them. It's absolutely, if it's if it's anyone, it's not them. But I think you shouldn't get a point because you are so. Do you have a fucking point retracted? Against, yeah, against it being Nickelback. All right, he gets a point. Oh, off. my cheeks hurt. Jerry right, gets ready? a point off. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. Two, one and a half ties three. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yes, sir. Lil Wayne. Rick Carter. <laughs> What's the name of the song? Mr. Carter. All right. Adam. So Adam gets two points there, gets the win three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Champion. Wow. Incredible. A last second walk off win for a clue. Let's show this kid some 2008 hip hop and he'll nail it. Lil Wayne was my intro into hip hop. Yes, you only needed four seconds. I had no idea what song that was. Nah. Yeah, I had no you idea. Didn't, you didn't rec- So you recognized Nickelback, but you didn't recognize. We didn't even get to the point where we heard his voice before you said Little Way in the Carter. You said, yes, sir. You said, yes, sir. I heard you say, he said, yes, sir. You said it the exact same time he did because I heard your voice. I mean, we used to sing it. I know this voice is Little Way. So, like, you know what I mean? Like. Adam just feels it still. <laughs> Finish it, Adam. Tell me where you've been. You know, they've been asking, they've been searching, they've been wondering why. Hey, Mr. Carter. That's it. You know, I haven't listened to first, his old albums first, in first. so long. Something you forever for me to you. Something Beetlejuice. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Something Beetlejuice. <laughs> he says Beetlejuice three times. Oh, shit. That was great. All right. So Adam takes the dub. 
Nice job, man. Got anything Thanks. else? No. No. Sign us off. I love you guys. Baseball is back, baby. Oh, God. First time in well over a year. As I type with the recording light back on. Bonus segment. Your little bean just got moving. Ooh, I was excited. Yeah. First first time in a long time. There's no paw socks, though. Goodbye, paw socks. No, what are they? The the woo socks. Woo socks. Give me a woo. How how crazy is this stat? That stadium they built in Worcester that I think their taxpayers paid for, most expensive <laughs> minor what a league base bonus segment. <laughs> <laughs> most expensive minor league baseball stadium in America. So I'm kind of glad we didn't have to pay for that at Pawtucket. Can you take the listeners through what today is? Oh, I got to remember all the things. Um, Rhode Island Independence Day. Yep. All right. May the 4th be with you. No, Adam needs to do the, for the, for the effect. Okay. Scratch that. Rewind. Adam, you know what today is? Um, Rhode Island Independence Day. And? May uh, Star Wars Day, may the fourth be with you. And uh, month to my birthday. <laughs> and my birthday. Uh, the day before Cinco de Mayo. And the start of minor league baseball. Who sucks? Who sucks? Who sucks? <laughs>